You're listening to Marketing News Canada, Canada's number one show featuring the brightest minds in marketing, PR, and digital advertising. Thanks everyone for joining us on another episode of Marketing News Canada. Uh, I feel like this is going to be a good one because in life and uh, maybe in relationships, everyone's allowed to have that crush. Everyone's allowed to have that person that, you know, it's, uh, they follow, they admire, um, you know, they, you know, I have my own agency, but I, I, I look to other, you know, agencies, you know, on occasion to watch what they're doing. And, and this is one of the agencies I watch. Uh, ben is doing some of the coolest, neatest stuff and, and Ricky Ray was kind enough to come on the show and share with us some of his insights, what he's been learning and kind of his journey in the world of agency. Uh, and thank you for joining us this week out of LA. Hey, thank you for the kind words. <laughs> I'll join any podcast that gives us that type of compliment. And, and yeah, but no, I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for the opportunity. Well, and like we were saying uh, just before we jumped in, your agency has affected my life in a huge way. So um, anywhere from Noom, uh, you know, the, the app that's been helping me, you know, with my you know, health and fitness to uh, Just Dance from Ubisoft. Uh, I'm probably saying that wrong. Ubisoft. Uh, you know, it's all the uh, chat books. It's, what are some of the other brands that you've been working with as an agency that? You know, you know we've been very fortunate. Cheerios. Uh, Cheerios as well. We eat Cheerios in the morning. As yeah, a yeah. Um, General Mills. You know, um, we, we go from, you know, CPG brands to automotive, like um, um, General Motors, um, you know, to beauty brands like Clarins or, or uh, um, Estee Lauder. Uh, we've been able to work with a, a good variety. And then we've also been very strong in gaming and have worked with a lot of different gaming companies. Minecraft, you, like the, the story mode Minecraft, I love it personally. Yeah, Minecraft and, and I, story mode is one that we you know, did a lot of work on. And back in the day, old school Minecraft days, we used to help create uh, Minecraft mini games around you know, brand projects and, and um, Minecraft creators. Um, um, but no, we, we have you know, a great history in gaming, great history in beauty, great history with automotive. And, and you, know, you know, we're just really fortunate because we see ourselves as, as a company um, that, you know, we see ourselves as like an AI entertainment business, but, but we get to do a lot of fun stuff from, you know, product placement. You know, uh, we, we've been doing product placement for over 40 years. Wow. And right now our brands across, you know, all the different verticals are in 95% of the streaming platforms, the non-ad supported streaming platforms. Um, um, you know, we work, you know, um, and have connectivity with, you know, 90% um, of the, the producers out there um, through the Producers Guild of America, where we have an exclusive relationship with. Um, then, you know, we are also the, one of the first companies to really be working with creators and online influencers from YouTube to TikTok to, to Instagram, as well as Twitch.tv, as well as, you know, foreign platforms. And, and, and so we've been very fortunate to build to, you know, be there early on um, as, as the world of decentralization of content has, has I mean, before it's, it even started really beginning and, and, and flourishing like it is today. And, you know, our, the thing that gets us out of bed in the morning is that as a company, um, you know, we do a lot with AI. We've done a lot of groundbreaking, in, um, you know, developments and, and creations in the AI world. You know, we've, we're the biggest company in the world that does product placement. We're also the biggest company that does influencer marketing, you know, by a long shot. Um, but, and, and we um, recently just acquired TubeBuddy, which is um, the biggest community of, of, of content creators outside of the, the major platforms where over 6 million content creators 
you know, have used that platform where we can help them be more data driven and, and help them, you know, optimize their growth on YouTube. And, 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 you know, what it comes down to is what gets us out of the bed in the morning is that we can empower artists to create art. We see that as it's really important. Art is extremely important um, to society, to culture, to history. When you think of history, it's, it's the art. Um, that, that, you know, it's, that's the medium where we get a lot of our information. Um, we also understand more nuances around culture um, as a result of art, whether it's poetry or books, novels, um, or, or, or of course, paintings. And then today, video, whether it's film or short form video. And, and we believe with all this decentralization of content, you know, there are more artists today self-sustaining than ever before on this planet. And what we want to do is to make sure that we empower these artists, you know, to, you know whether it's through brand collaborations and integrations um, um, with our clients or us helping them being more data driven on performing better with their content and, and, and with their videos, et cetera. Um, you know, this is an, an era of enlightenment when it comes to art because there's more artists making money than ever before. And we're just excited to take it to the next level and, and to be a part of, you know, this decentralized ecosystem. I know if someone asked me, you know, I have four children, you know, who's my favorite child? It, it, it's the most difficult question to ask, but I, I, I need to ask, you know, I, I have a couple of creators I love, uh, Zach King, the, the magic man who started on Vine and then, you know, is, is everywhere now. And Mark Rober, uh, the NASA scientist turned, uh, you know, educator, you know, prankster, or, you know, but I still say an educator on, on YouTube. Do, do you have a favorites that you love or, or that you, uh, you know, love to follow okay. personally? You know, I, I love, I love, you know, a lot of creators. So I, I, I can't, you know, give my favorites, but I, I'd have to say I, I love both, you know, you know, Mark Rober and Zach King. Um, you know, the first sponsorship that Zach King's ever gotten was from our company. That's um, incredible. Was, and why do you think I love them so much? What's the, give me the, give me the science of that and the breakdown of why am I like a, a 39 year old dad uh, living in the suburbs, loving these two YouTubers or you know, I, I think a lot of it is because it's not only that he's very creative and, and, you know, like, you know, he, he started out with a channel on YouTube called final cut King, yeah. um, where, you know, he, he was special effects, right. And special effects. Right. And, and then, but once he got into Instagram, Vine, oh. TikTok, like he just exploded with that short form. And I think a lot of the reasons why you probably love him is, I mean, he's very authentic with himself, even though, you know, he has a lot of narrative, you know, storylines that are short, that is Zach King. Yeah. And you see that. And, 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 he's, and he's very genuine and he's very approachable. Yeah. You know, I've been very, you know, fortunate and blessed to be able to build a relationship with him and be able to collaborate with him um, over the years from doing stuff um, with, with um, you know, gaming companies like Ubisoft early yeah. on, as well as with, with the Disney Channel or around Star Wars type projects yeah. um, or Lego. And so I know we've been very um, you know, fortunate to, to work with them, but um, a couple others that, you know, I think are really exciting are um, for example, Mr. Beast. Yeah. He's yeah. amazing. Or dream, you know, with what um, um, he's doing with Minecraft. Um, um, there, there's, 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 you know, there's a lot of people out there and then, you know, there's a lot of, you know, micro content out there. That's, that's, that's fantastic as well. Wow. So tell me about your journey as a, a CEO. So you, you're saying you, you've, you started at another agency, you sold, and then you joined Ben. Tell me about that journey and what that process was like for you. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. So early on, no, I've been working with content creators yeah. for, you know, over 15 years. And mm -hmm. back in the, the MySpace Facebook days, where, you know, I, I helped launch a platform and we literally just looked at, you know, what we'd call today creators or influencers. Mm -hmm. But back then we just called them popular. Yep. We, yep. didn't, we didn't call them celebrities or anything yep. like that. Or just, mom bloggers was the, was again, 10 sure, years ago. Sure, yeah, that, they, that was yeah. something that was used. And, yeah. and, and, um, you know, I, I remember as we launched the platform, we were working with creators or, or, or influencers on Facebook mm -hmm. that had over 200 followers. Like that's, that's wow. how early this was. Um, and, and crazy good conversions. Yeah. Um, I've also worked with, you know, MySpace influencers. Yeah. And, and then, um, I, I was a part of a company um, that was called We're Related, where it was, a, it was a social platform within Facebook that had like over 80 million users in just a couple of years. And what, was, what was it called? It's called We're Related. So you could connect okay. with your relatives. Yeah. Okay. I, I use that. Yeah. Do it with my cousins. And yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. At the time, like one in five Facebook users was using um, our, 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 our application. I thought you were going to say Farmville. I was going to get really excited. We were bigger than Farmville yeah. For, yeah, <laughs> for a while. And, and, and I, I mean, I, I had a chat at a Facebook party with them, Pincus and like, I think, and the founding CMO and trader, I think. And, and I remember them asking like, Hey, how did you guys get that thing to grow so fast? And then a year later, they had like 10 applications fast growing faster than ours, you know, from, from mafia to Farmville. Um, yeah. But what, but what was, what was, um, you know, while, while I was there and, you know, we're seeing all this massive growth, you know, um, in the, um, you know, third party, you know, platform that Facebook had for applications back then. Um, I, I started going back to my roots and noticing that there are different influencers or creators out there that were getting a lot of interesting traction. Mm. And I, I remember, you know, over 12 years ago, just looking on YouTube and seeing that there's these young like teenagers and, and adults that were making these videos yeah. were just so raw. Yeah. There's just so much vulnerability, but then also so much engagement. Yeah. And, and so, you know, um, with a couple of my roommates, you know, we started, you know, testing, um, mm. um, um, you know, how well these creators would perform. And one was with, you know, a roommate named Jeffrey Harmon and, and where, where, um, you know, he was the co-founder of Aura Brush, which was one of the, the biggest brands on YouTube back then. Like it was seen as one of the most viral campaigns, mm. what they did with their um, um, viral infomercial. And, wow. um, but, you know, I, I worked with him and a couple other clients where, where we just started testing um, how these creators would work. And yeah. times where we'd pay a couple thousand dollars to a creator and then, you know, crash the website and still get over $55,000 in sales in less wow. than a day. And, and, and so at that point we knew something was there hmm. and, 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 and we, I mean, back then we'd see click through rates between like 20 and 50%, which wow. is insane. Well, today, yeah. even, you know, like on, on YouTube with an AI optimized campaign, we yeah. average between one to 3% click through rate and on Instagram stories or Instagram, you know, we average between like five and 15%. Um, wow. You know, with creators, you get you know, loyalty, you get, um, um, trust, 
an engaged viewer and you're and you're for sure and for certain going to be seen. And so and you, get higher, you get higher click-through rates than with the industry standard. And, and so, if you look back in the last six months, is this going up trend line or is the trend line staying the same or is it going down? It goes up now. Like, it so, is. Your, your, your prediction for 2021, is, and is it going to continue to rise, you think, or is it going to steady? It goes up if you optimize. And if you make sure you look at all the data and that you're learning from, from um, um, former integrations. Early on, like way early on, um, it, it was the first time these types of, you know, projects were introduced and probably in some cases, the first time where there's even a call to action to leave the YouTube site. Yeah. And so, so they were drastically much bigger back then, but that was an anomaly and yeah. it's leveled out, but it's still much higher than what you're going to ever see on a display ad or a pre-roll ad. Yeah. So when, when I, when I noticed this opportunity, you know, I, you know, I quit my job um, and, and, and just pursued, you know, um, helping brands um, collaborate with influencers. And we did something that was unique at the time. We were just very data-driven from yeah. the very get-go, always modeling out how to be better, you know, um, calculating our predictions. And tracking attributions, which and most- attributions, which, which was very rare. It still is, believe it or oh, not. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, we exploded as a company where we're growing mm. over 100%, you know, every year. And then we got acquired- by Ben Group um, around like, you know, like 2015, like five years ago. And, and then three years ago, I became the, the, the CEO of Ben Group. And, and, and so um, it's been, you know, quite the journey, but the truth was, is we, we, we brought value and we brought something that was unique to, to marketing advertising and, and advertising and that was consensus. We, we made it so the brands had a purpose, the content creators had a purpose, and then the viewers, you know, um, when the brands and the content creators reach that consensus, the viewers are happy that the brand has empowered the content rather than distracted the content. And I, I would say even today, whether it's film, TV, um, influencer marketing, um, um, or live streaming, it's when you do an integration the right way or product placement the right way, all three parties are happy. And that's really difficult to do in marketing, especially if you're doing disruptive, um, you know, um, um, advertising where you're fighting to get attention. Wow. In this way, you're a part of the program. You're a part of the storyline. Yeah. And, and, and you're invited to be a part. Uh, you're, ba you're baked in. You're baked in 100%. And, and usually when you bake something in, I, again, I started Noom. I'm starting to eat a little healthier. I'm putting some hemp hearts into my stuff, uh, you know, Manitoba-based hemp hearts. And, and when I bake it into things, it's way easier to digest versus eating them on their own. Sure, sure. Yeah, that's a good way to look at it, right? So you, your job, you are the master chef baker, baking in these products into movies. I watch, uh, you know, friggin' War with Grandpa and they're eating Cheerios on there. That was you, let's just say, just using that as an example. Or... Uh, I'm following Mr. Beast or what are the four guys? My son introduced me. These four guys are buddies. They're hilarious. Try guys. What is it? The try guys where they go around. They no, try not the, no, not the try guys. They're like four like college buddies and they just do really wholesome things. They're four, they're all married and they just do like goofy print. They always are throwing balls into basketball, like oh, basketball. Yeah. Do perfect. Do perfect. Okay. So I'm watching do perfect. perfect. A lot of collabs with them. I mean, that, that's another 
you know, a group that's just amazing. Oh, dude. And so I'm watching and then they start doing this like battleship in real life. And then, it, and of course, part of the thing is promoting playing battleship and other board games by Hasbro. And, 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 and it was, it was right. And I couldn't, I couldn't skip it. I couldn't skip the ad because they were talking about battleship, but I thought it was hilarious the way they actually personify battleship in whatever gymnasium or warehouse they now own. So yeah, that's, if, that's if your job. Is that battleship is empowering the content. It's going to be so relevant where you won't want to skip it. It's going to provide context. It's going to, you know, make the video, you know, even better. I mean, if it's done the right way. Yeah. I love, uh, I love John Krasinski's kind of mocking of like when he gets an advertiser for some good news, he would, he actually got his kid to paint their logo and be like, let's show him what a million dollars gives him. Right. And he throws it up and it's like, <laughs> you can't skip the FedEx ad within the, some good news because it's right in the middle of the show. Yeah. 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 Well, you know, it, it's interesting you bring up John Krasinski. You know, I, I, I believe, you know, um, because of the situation we were in in 2020, it, it was a tough year for so many people. And, and, and the results of it are, are still really tough and, and complicated. Um, however, you know, you got, you know, hat off to John Krasinski of taking YouTube 101, ta- I mean, you know, tactics and showing late night, and day part, you know, creators and, and, and producers, how to leverage the YouTube platform oh, yeah. uh, when, when you don't have a huge pro- production team behind you. And, you know, I mean, his style of editing and everything was very old school, like filter yep. type, type editing and, 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 and storylining. And well, it was, it was, it was <clears throat> such a breath of fresh air, but it also, you know, I think probably inspired a lot more creators and celebrities out there to realize, whoa, we need to start engaging with our audiences and taking this a lot more seriously. And you have, you know, creators like, you know, Post Malone, who did a live stream um, covering Nirvana songs. Yeah. And and you had, you know, Diplo, you know, doing his live concerts. Yeah. It all started creating, I mean, acting like, you know, um, influencers and, and digital content creators, which, you know, to be honest, is bigger than all media combined. And, and Canadian Drake playing Fortnite, right? With Ninja? Yeah, with Ninja. I mean, and, and, and it was so funny. As a company, we were so frustrated with that because we've pitched that type of idea all the time and then it happened organically. And then, you know, you have a ripple effect of like the Travis Scott moments. Um, you have, you know, or, or Marshmallow, you know, with Fortnite. Oh, yeah. I mean, my son was watching that concert. I came down and I was like, what are you doing? And there's all these like Fortnite players all crammed up against each other watching a dude with a, a, a marshmallow on his head. And it was a live concert in Fortnite. Yeah, yeah. And so, I mean, there's been amazing things that have happened in entertainment, gaming and media. Um, but, you know, but that, 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 that Drake and Ninja one that happened a couple of years ago. I mean, that was that was that was really exciting because it really brought a lot of attention not just to Twitch or live on um, live stream gaming, but to just live streaming and like how that can create, you know, such, you know, momentum and impact. So I know you don't have a, a crystal ball in front of you, nor would I you know, put you on the spot, but, but I want to hear like, what are your big, hairy, kind of audacious kind of predictions for this next year? Like if you were to kind of say, hey, as you know, Ricky Ray, as Ben, these are some things that we're banking on this year and we're kind of going all in with these chips or we're, gonna, we're saying there's a good chance this stuff's going to take off if done right. What are you saying? Yeah, well, we know that billions of dollars of sales have happened in the last couple of months 
um, in China um, um, via live streamers, like with Alibaba, et cetera. And um, live streaming is just starting to pick up now. Um, For example, I know of a variety of content creators and influencers on YouTube that are getting paid to live stream. Mm -hmm. Um, TikTok is looking into live streaming. Yeah, Instagram, and then you have Twitch that does it, and it's trying to make it more broad to, to be relevant to outside of gaming. And, and Twitch is like kind of the OG, right, of live streaming. They're like the that made it. Like I have, a, there's a Canadian news show, like a, a Canadian guy here in Vancouver who has a news show that every day he's putting out news on Twitch, which is fascinating to see that Twitch can be used to actually not just do gaming but news content. Yeah, I mean, I would say that was the first platform to do it right. Okay. And they figure out how to monetize it because you can sponsor them and donate, right? Is that what you call, or you, you sponsor with someone or what, what, is, what is it you call? Yeah, I know, absolutely. You can, you can sponsor, you donate. I mean, there's a lot of different, you know, areas where you can monetize with live streaming. And, but this is something that's happened in the East and in China. Right now, just in China, there's over like 200 relevant video platforms and a lot of it's live streaming. Wow. So, so my, my question is, why, why aren't we do, like random fact, we're here in Fort Langley, literally two blocks from my office here is uh, a kitty cam. So it's, um, I can't remember the exact, I'll put the domain name in the show notes, but it's a live cam of kittens that have been rescued. And it's a, it's a local show, but she gets millions of views, like, like it, it, mostly though from Japan and, and, you know, Asian countries and she gets gifts sent to her all the time, like cat food and letters, because people love watching it. But I don't know anyone here, really, that will just watch a kitty cam here in North America. But do you think that's the trend? We're going to start seeing that? Well, yeah. And I think it's becoming more and more of a trend. And, and okay. that's why you are seeing a bunch of big companies trying to do everything they can. Like, like Amazon is obviously investing a lot in live streaming, both really? as well as their own platform. You have... Because Amazon owns Twitch, right? Yeah, Amazon owns Twitch, yes. What else? They own every, like, I'm trying to, you know, sometimes you've discovered yeah. they, they, they have their hands everywhere, right? And then, you know, you know, Walmart and TikTok, that's an interesting, you know, a combination yeah. of Oracle. Um, the, 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 the company that's owned by ByteDance is very similar to TikTok in China. It's called Doing. And there's a lot of live streaming and lots of sales, billions of dollars of sales happening on that platform from live streamers. But do you, would you watch a live stream personally? Like, would you come home yeah. from work on the week? What, what would you watch? Like, I, okay, I'll give you this. I will watch a fire log. I have watched a fire log, but I'm pretty sure that's not live. And I've watched, I'm trying to think of something. And I've watched um, sports. We've all watched sports live streaming, right? And I've watched, um, and I don't think this was live as well, was Ron Swanson from Parks and Recreation. They did a kind of a, like a fire log where he's just sitting there sipping whiskey, Um I think that's all he was doing when I watched it at the time. But but what, what would you watch though outside of those? You no, know, like, you know, when it comes to live streaming, I'll, I'll, I'll watch certain types of games. Maybe games that, you know, I'm playing with family or friends that yep. I'm not really good at. Yes. Yeah. 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 I would do that with my brother. I would yep. sit at home and watch my older brother was so good at games and yep. I would watch him play because he was so good at it and it was so fun. Um, um, live music. Yeah. Um, there's like, you know, um, cooking, you know, uh, um, yeah. look, you know, on Instagram or uh, other places like uh, where, where there's like, um, you know, some kind of cooking show. And then- I, I get where you're going. I did a whiskey tasting last week. True story. Yeah. They sent these I, they, it, six little vials came in the mail, uh, dropped off at my house. And the, the person took me through those six with like 40 other people. 
on yeah. this live stream and we tasted him and he told us what to taste for. Like you can't, you couldn't have done that. You guys, we could have done it pre-recorded, but it was so much better doing it live because you didn't feel super awkward drinking alone in your kitchen, but at least you felt like you were with people. Cool. Yeah, that's really cool. No, so, you know, so my prediction would be this next year, the next two years, I mean, you know, we, we've been talking about the streaming wars of Netflix, Disney yeah. Plus, Amazon. Yeah. Um, I think what's going to be much bigger and we're going to be seeing even bigger companies getting behind it from both maybe some of these streaming platforms as well as the social platforms is going to be the live streaming wars. Because you, because live streaming and, and the benefit of like putting a commercial into sports is, you know, they're going to watch it and they can't skip the commercial because it's live, right? Those, that's kind of like the only, if you break it down, it's the only real place you want to put advertising in like traditional commercials is sports or product placements, right? Because whereas everything else is just, there's no commercials. So mm -hmm. streaming though, you can't watch it. It'd be weird to watch it later because the benefit of the stream is that it's live. Yeah. Right? I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, the element of surprise that can happen. I mean, there's just a lot of engagement there. And, and, you know, you look at it as more of like watch time of like how many hours are being watched rather than just the amount of views that you get because, but, but it's going to level the, the playing field in a lot of ways because, it's going to be an area where creators are going to be able to, you know, truly monetize in driving transactions, whether it's yeah. their products or yeah. products that they're collaborating with. But it's 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 going to have a very strong performance element to it. But it's also going to be very mainstream. So I I, I know of you know content creators that have done a twenty four hour live stream and that have driven over eight figures in revenue in twenty four hours. Um, wow. And what, were those CPGs or was it, was it beauty or what was the, what was the, it, 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 you know, it, it was, you know, selling merch, you know, on YouTube. Well, yeah. Merch. Yeah. So much merch. I bought yeah. my nephew. Uh, I, I don't even, I don't even know this YouTuber. Like it wasn't Mr. Beast. Yeah. A sweatshirt. That's what he wanted for Christmas was a sweatshirt from a YouTuber. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, in, in, in a way, you know, they are, they're stealing a lot of, you know, market share and fashion. Um, wow. I, 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 I would almost guarantee that most creators out there that are selling merchandise this last year probably sold more than they often, you know, uh, I mean, than what they did in the past. I was um, close to buying a Mark Rober shirt. I was, cause it was it, it, Mark Rober. I almost bought a shirt. Part of me was almost like kind of like the Patreon model where I was like, oh, I want to support him. Cause I know I sure he's got ads, but I was like, oh, I want to get a shirt to support him and just, you know, show that I'm, I love the guy. And if I run into another person and they're like, oh, Mark Rober, Hey. Yeah. Well, and, and there's actually a content creator and like production company that I've invested in that has built millions of followers um, with the content they've created, but they also do live streaming and make millions and millions of dollars live streaming where in like literally in like an hour or two, they can, they can sell hundreds of thousands of dollars in features. And, so, and so, so this is something that's just starting. It's like the shopping channel. It's like, all right, everyone, don't you know? It's like that used to be the live, the original live stream where they would sell products. Yeah, but it's a shopping, I mean, channel that truly is not centralized by one organization like TV. No. It's decentralized and and controlled by yeah. individual content creators. Where if you're small, yeah, you're getting you know, you know, you only have like you know a handful of thousands of followers, you can still monetize and make money, um, um, um you know, on, on live streaming. And That's so, amazing. so it's, it's going to be, you know, very interesting um, to see this develop, develop and become a much bigger thing. And I think this is also something where we might see creators um, creating their own platforms um, wow. you know, the way that they want it done. That's going to work specifically for their audience. But I think, you know, we, we're seeing right now a decentralization of content that we've never seen before. Yeah. Um, um, 
You have Netflix that's bigger than like the top three, top four cable networks combined. And then you have YouTube where, you know, you know, over 86% of the views on YouTube are creator views or influencer views. And that dwarfs all of television combined across the globe, including all the streaming platforms. That's a, they're a small fraction of what YouTube is. And that's not even mentioning Facebook. Is there an infographic of all this? Have you ever made that or is that existing? Okay. Yeah, we've created a couple. I mean, in this area, and and um, and and you get you can get a lot of these data, this data from Tubular Labs, um, okay. where where you can see you know what what the breakdown is um, of, of how many of the views are actually from um, you know creators on YouTube and Instagram, and your wow. order of the views, which which is very significant because yeah. right now specifically the influencer and and product placement industry are you know influencer loans about 10 billion i'd say another billion would be you know product placement wow. um, i mean that however it's the most inventory that is out there it's the biggest audiences that are out there why that's interesting is you know you know there there's over like 695 billion um, dollars spent on media every year and so we just mentioned the biggest um, viewership, where the biggest audiences are, and they're just getting a fraction of the media revenue. We're wow. going to see a huge shift in yeah. the next couple of years from those hundreds of billions of dollars that are spent on other forms of media shifting over here. And, it, and it's, and it's going to be wild, but I think it's also going to fuel not just the decentralization of the content out there, because there's literally millions of influencers out there. When I first started, I could count on YouTube you know, 10 influencers that had a million, you know, subscribers. Today, I can't do that. And, and remember, so remember, what was the woman's name? She was a girl and she was a homeschooled girl who was the first YouTuber to get more views on each video than an average TV show. Do you remember her name? Homeschooled? Was she, was she a beauty channel or... It was like, it was just like, this is my life being a homeschool girl. And then it was, it was, she got outed for being like, it was all Ikea stuff in the background. And she, it was actually a fake, she was an actor. And it was like this fake thing, but it, but it was what happens. It made all the news because she was the first YouTuber to crack that glass ceiling of saying every week when she put out a new video, it got more views than the average TV show in America. And it was just the whole precedent saying, Hey, YouTube, it, you got to keep an eye on this. Cause it's going to, it's going to break you TV. Yeah, well, a lot of times people in the TV world or brands that have more experience with TV yeah. make an assumption that, okay, well, one day they're going to graduate from TikTok or YouTube and have um, a series on TLC or on you know, some other you know, um, 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 network. And that's not really the case. A lot of TV productions and studios are trying to hire these people, but they look at the math and they're like, well, I'm going to make way more money by myself with brand deals the rev share that I'm getting from, you know, the different platforms as well as with my own products. I mean, there, it, um, it was, it was um, Jeffree Star and Shane Dawson, you know, which there's been a lot of controversy since, but in 24 hours, you know, they made over a hundred million dollars with a makeup. Yeah. Yep. That is extremely impressive. Yeah. And, and of course they had a little docu series that, I mean, led up to that launch, but this is something that's going to continue to happen and, and as, as, as people look out there and, and look at all the opportunities, you know, they're, they're going to have to be much more sophisticated and, and, and like really looking at the data and, and, and seeing what's happening because 47% of the globe are using an ad blocking technology. 
So yes. they're not going to see your ad. A big percentage of ad browsers on their mobile devices are doing it in a private way where you're not you're going to be able to know who's like seeing your ads. Oh, yeah. And we're um, losing cookies, right? Apple's changing yeah. their ad platform. Yeah. 100%. And then you have 86% of Americans that skip ads, both digital yes. and traditionally. And, and so there has to be a shift. But the reason why it's not happening is because it's very difficult to herd cats. Yes. And, and, so, and, and, so are and, you the cat herder? It's Ben yeah. the cat herder. You, you go to you, you're, you're, you've create, you're almost the, the, the OG agency that wrangles it all together, gives them data that you get from like Numeris and other TV yeah, stuff. But, you're maturing the industry. But this is why we've had to be forced to become an AI deep learning company. Yeah. And, okay. and the reason why is there's so many content opportunities out there. Yeah. So many influencers and there's thousands of Hollywood productions that are out there. Yeah. It's impossible for the human mind to comprehend it. Yeah. So just in the last, you know, several you know, years, we've been spending tens of millions of dollars you yeah. know, creating, you know, um, AI and developing algorithms and, and models and, and, and really inventing technology to be able to navigate all of this because you, you, you need, you know, a machine to monitor all the contents out there because it's yeah. impossible for a human to do that. But to also look at you know historical data and 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 look at you know bot percentages and and help you figure out what content out there needs to be prioritized and yeah. then how can you have guarantees that you're going to get the views that you need, the clicks that you need, or the conversions that you need. And so, where we were very fortunate is we we took Nor Marshall Associates, which is a the first product placement company. To, to one of the first product placement companies out there that started 40 years ago. And we took the company I started, which is one of the first influencer companies that has ever started. We combined them and then we created an AI offering and we and we took all of our data and we were able to, you know, create uh, models to predict um, um, successful outcomes. And then, you know, we have a very strong data science team and, 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 and platform where brands can come in and we literally make them a customized algorithm to build a predict success for their brand across content. Incredible. Uh, so where can people find you? Where can they kind of track this kind of, you know, does Ben have an e-newsletter? Like how can yeah, they stay yeah. up on this to kind of keep their finger on the pulse? And this is so much info. And, and what, can, what can we put in the show yeah, notes to help for, people? For information, I'd say bengroup.com. Yep, yep. You can connect with me, Ricky Ray Butler on LinkedIn. Okay, um, nice. As well as I have a podcast as well. Yes. Um, um, with um, Daryl Eves, which is called Creative Disruption. Yes. I don't know if you've seen it. Yes. No, it's, it's incredible, man. I, I, uh, yeah, it's, it's awesome. So yeah, podcasters, I know you love listening to other shows and you want a good show. This, this one's like, it's not a comfortable show though. I'd say it's one that you're like, you're going to watch and be like, Oh, this was nice. It's like, Oh, I learned something new. Like Malcolm Gladwell. That was kind of cool. It's like, yeah, you're, you stir the pot, man. It's well, awesome. Yeah. We, we, we get a lot of arguments on our podcast. Yeah. Yes. Carol and I are like brothers. And so, um, there's a lot of clashing that happens because, you know, we're talking about a lot of futuristic stuff and, yeah. and, and there's a lot of, you know, opinions and we bring a lot of creators on there. Um, but no, but I, I, you know, I was very excited to be a part of, you know, this podcast and, and to be able to work with you, Chris, because um, you know, you know, you're doing a lot of great things. No, I really appreciate you coming on the show. I, uh, we need to keep the conversation going. We need to do another part. I want to dive into like what, what, you know, the, the Logan Paul thing, what happened when someone leaves YouTube, right? And, and people being on lease land, right? Because they don't own the YouTube. They, the YouTube can take someone off. And I, I love your point about, hey, they're going to start making their own platforms. And what does that mean, right? So I'm just so fascinated by the way you're thinking and, and looking to the future. 
Well, look what happened um, with Netflix and and um, um, Dave Chappelle. Yeah. You know, Dave Chappelle went to Netflix when they saw that they got the rights from CBS Viacom um, for this Dave Chappelle show. And Dave Chappelle basically said, I know you have the rights to do this, but it hurts my feelings. I'd appreciate you taking it off. What did Netflix do? They took it off. Yeah. That right there shows you the power of the creator and that Netflix yeah. realizes that it's the content creator that yeah. is bringing a lot of value to their um, 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 website and their platform. Yeah. And, and that's something that's happening across the board where yeah. you're now seeing streaming platforms. And we're going to see this a lot more with live streaming that are trying to get exclusives with, with content creators. Like, like for example, what happened with Ninja. Yeah. And, and, and that's, that's something that we've started to see happen, but there's going to be a lot of competition because I think all platforms out there, whether it's streaming, you know, TV series and films, or if it's, you know, um, on places that are the social platforms with content creators and influencers, you're going to see that a lot of these brands I and mean, a lot of the, a lot of these um, different um, platforms are going to start realizing, whoa, in order for us to be relevant, it's not just about keeping the viewers happy. It's not about just keeping the brands happy. The biggest priority is probably making sure that we keep the content creators happy. Oh yeah. And well, so look at Snap this week. They're giving away a million dollars. They're desperate, right? They're like, hey, here, we'll give away a million dollars every week. Just make, put creations up. Yeah, yeah. And so, so I mean, you're going to see a lot of things happen. And, you know, there, there are also going to be more platforms that come from the East that, mm. you know, have no agenda to have an IPO or no agenda to get acquired by a big American platform that are going to come in with the right resources to be able to come in and compete and pay the creators even more. And so it's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to not just continue to see a decentralization of platform, I mean, of, of content, which we're at the tip of the iceberg. We're going to be seeing a huge decentralization of platforms as well. I'm kind of frustrated because I'm like, we got rid of cable now, but now I like go to the TV and I'm like, I've got Apple TV and I'm like, do I watch Netflix tonight or Prime or Crave? <laughs> and now Apple Plus, like it's so, there's so many things. Okay, I got to ask this as we wrap up. Have you seen Mythic Quest yet? The Apple Plus, Apple TV Plus show? Yeah, I have Okay, Okay, if you get it, they, the last few episodes, it's about a, a game development company and they create their own YouTube streamer because they had a bad experience with the YouTube streamer. And, and it's just the, the problems that happen when you create a, your own YouTube streamer. It was just fascinating to see it in a, a TV show and them how they've kind of like explained it to the, the everyday people of how streaming I, I will work. check that out. Yeah, yeah. No, it's a, it's a great show. It's really well done. I, I just finished it last night. The last episode, they did a special quarantine episode where it was all shot from people's iPhones and their computers. And it was really, really well done. It's awesome. That, that sounds amazing. Ricky, I, I think this is the start of a, of a long conversation. Thank you for coming up. Yeah, we could have speaking. gone for hours. I think we connect really oh. well. And I, I, we could have sat down for probably five hours and geeked out about this stuff. There's so much going on. Okay. So check out Mythic Quest. Let's talk about it on the next show. Um, I want to talk more about, um, yeah, just some of these things. And, and man, I, I feel like, yeah, we are just scratching the tip of the iceberg. And even kind of the stuff that you're dealing with on the day to day is uh, you have a very good position to see and to predict and you got a great finger on the pulse. So thank you. Thank you so much, Chris. We'll talk soon. Okay. See ya. Thanks for listening to Marketing News Canada. For more episodes and other great stories from Canadian marketers, visit marketingnewscanada.com. All episodes are recorded at the Jelly Marketing Studio, thanks to our producer, Chris Penner, and editor, Travis Jeffers. 
At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.